0: This episode of Locked On Capitals, the Washington Capitals need help in net. Do they need to go outside of the organization or do they have a person in house? We talk about the return of Anthony Mantha and then we talk about who do the Capitals need to get on the trade deadline? Are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. your locked on capitals your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals part of the locked on podcast network. your team every day Well hello and welcome in to this edition of locked on Capitals. In this episode we are going to talk about the goaltending situation. Do the Washington Capitals need to make a big splash and go outside of the organization? Or do they have someone in-house that can fill that need? We're going to talk about the return of Anthony Mantha. And then we are going to talk about the Washington Capitals at the trade deadline. Are they going to need to be buyers or sellers? It seems right now that they need help in net, but what else needs to be addressed? I think you could say that they need help. They need help in a um, depth defenseman. And they could also use some depth scoring. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So the goaltending situation for the Capitals, as we know, has been a little hit or miss this season Uh, with the return of Vitek Vanacek. He seems to have solidified that number one role, and that's what you need in a good team that's making a push for the playoffs is a solid starting netminder. One of the last things you need is to go into the playoffs and be asking yourself who is going to be starting tonight in net. It should be a given of who the starting goaltender is going to be. You should never be in a position where is it going to be your number one or is it going to be your number two? And if it is your number two, they better live up to uh, what your team needs. And as it stands right now, it is Vitek Vanacek and it is Ilya Samsonov, and as we know, Ilya Samsonov has been inconsistent for a majority of the season. The goaltender that has been considered the franchise goaltender has not really been that. It seems that uh, Vitek Vanacek has stepped up and filled that role, and uh, if you think back, um, they didn't really have him pegged as that. They had him as maybe a starter in AHL Hershey, or a number two for the Washington Capitals, but they never really saw him as a starter. I think a lot has changed uh, about Vitek Vanacek. But the question that is being posed is: Do the Washington Capitals need to go outside of the organization? You know, do they need to blow things up and give away draft picks? Do they need to give away you know a bunch of players for a rental? I don't really think that they need to. I think that the Capitals do need to address the situation in net like I talked about for sure, but I think that the player that they have, the one that they're looking for is in-house, and that's one Zach Fucali. Zach has been playing lights out for a majority of the season in Hershey, the AHL affiliate of the Washington Capitals, and I know that he's had some hot and cold streaks, but Even NHL goaltenders have that, so we really can't, you know, judge him based on that. Zach Fukali became the first goalie in Hershey Bears' 84-year history to record three straight shutout wins, and uh, that is a fact that shouldn't uh, fall on deaf ears. Uh, That is quite a stat. I mean, he is the first goaltender. I mean, the Hershey Bears have been around a long time, so for him to uh, get that kind of record speaks volumes of him. Zach Fukali became the first goaltender in 84 years of the franchise to record three straight shutout wins. Fukali blanked Utica four to nothing on the road on February 25th, shutout Lay Valley on Tuesday at Giant Center, and stayed perfect versus the Phantom in tonight's contest. He is the first goaltender in the modern era of the franchise to post three straight shutouts overall. Nick Damore is the only other goalie in franchise history to record three straight shutouts, posting two wins and a tie during the 1939 and 40 season. So, not exactly yesterday. So, that's what I'm talking about. I think that the Capitals have who they need in house. When they asked Brian McClellan what he plans on doing, he has said as much as that he doesn't plan on making any big. Uh, rash decisions. He doesn't plan on making any big splash deals. Um, See Kevin Shattenkirk of a few years ago. Those players uh, end up being rentals, and they benefit you for that season, but then nine times out of ten, they are done uh, in the season after that. And I think that if you're going to do that, your team needs to be on the cusp of bigger and better things. I think that the Washington Capitals will do fine in the playoffs, but I don't know if uh, this particular team is uh, Stanley Cup bound. And I think that that was uh, some of the decisions and the thought process that Brian McClellan had in place when he made that decision. Um, that even if the Washington Capitals were to go out and get someone like Mark andre Fleury or someone of that caliber, some big name, flashy light goaltender, is that going to be enough to propel the Washington Capitals in the playoffs and their push for the Stanley Cup? Uh I guess that is an opinion based question, but as it stands right now, I think the capitals will do fine in the playoffs. I am not so sure that they are a Stanley cup uh ready team this year, and I really hate to say that. I'm a huge uh Washington Capitals fan, but you know Brian McClellan has that same sentiment is that you know, let's not blow up this team, let's not give away a bunch of futures. For this team that will make it to the playoffs, sure they are a wild card uh, team as it stands right now. So they will make it to the playoffs, but will this team make it much uh, further past the first round, or will it be a first round exit? Um, that is a question that needs to be asked. So I think that this is a great opportunity to see what they have in house. Ilya Samsonov may get dealt on the trade deadline. Um, I would not be surprised if they if that happens. I think that it's not uh, an unknown fact with uh, the Washington Capitals brass that Ilya Samsonov has not been as advertised this season. That should come as no surprise to anyone, but you can't say that Ilya Samsonov hasn't had his opportunities. He's had plenty of opportunities, and he's had some great games. But what he hasn't been able to do is string together. Uh, multiple wins to kind of show that he is the number one netminder for the Washington Capitals. And that's what you need in a, in a tandem that's going to be a number one and number two in the NHL. Like I've talked about already tonight, I think that Vitek Vanacek has solidified his spot as the number one netminder for the Capitals. I think that's true. So there are some big name goaltenders on the market right now. There's Varlamov out there. There's Braden Holpe out there. There are, there's Mark Andre Fleury. There is Gorgia for the Rangers. Um, if they could pick up one of those netminders, would that help them out? Sure. As long as they don't have to give up a bunch of futures, or so long as that they don't have to give up some big uh, pieces on the Washington Capitals, I would be fine with that. But that's what you need to steer clear of. Um, That has had mixed results um, in all of sports. See the L.A. Rams this season. They went all in. They gave gave up a bunch of draft picks to get Matthew Stafford. They ended up winning a Super Bowl, but. That team was on a cusp of great things even beforehand, so that ended up playing into that. They ended up winning the Super Bowl, so that made sense. The question at hand is the Washington Capitals with a new goaltender, Stanley Cup bound. Caps Nation, ask yourself that question and uh, shoot me a message, DanCaps218 on Twitter. Personally, I don't think so, and I think that Brian McClellan has said as much earlier in the season that... um, that this team was kind of a fringe team, um, even to start out with and how the Capitals have been playing the season, even though they've been playing hot as of late, I don't know if they're a team that's going to make it much, uh, pass, further past the first or second round. Um, just the fact that they're able to make it to, to the playoffs is quite a statement. They've had some really cold streaks and, uh, that's what I'm saying is that I think that the capitals are just going to a certain extent. They're going to have to see what they have in house in Zach Foucault. And then they're just going to, you know, they can plan for their future. At this point, that's what it is. It's planning for your future because like I say, you go out and you get Mark andre Fleury, you get Braden Holpe. Is that going to be the person that is going to propel you over the top? Caps Nation, ask yourself that question. My conclusion on it, my takeaway is they are headed for a first round, maybe a second round, but I really do not see them going much further past that. Okay, after the break, we are going to talk about the return of Anthony Mantha and what he has meant to this team. But first, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports and betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action Bet online where the game starts. Monday, March 21st at 3:30 Eastern, tune into Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get the all-on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local team experts plus Catch our very own live show, Locked on Capitals, for our immediate reaction to the Washington Capitals moves. And uh, do you think the Washington Capitals are going to be busy on the trade deadline? I'm not so sure. You know, Brian McClellan has said that, you know, I i don't really see us making any big moves, as I talked about earlier. I kind of just see us stand pat and, and not make any big moves. I've heard that before. I've seen this movie before. And then sometimes he makes some big moves and surprises us all. You know, take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know this, you know, this is Washington here and you're not Bucks fans, but look at Brady. Brady said, I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm stepping away from football. And then on Sunday, he says, guess what? I'm sick of retirement. I'm coming back. So that's just an example of what I'm talking about here. Just because Brian McClellan says I'm not going to make any big moves doesn't mean he's not going to make any big moves. He very well might p- pick up uh, Mark andre Fleury. We don't know. Uh, You know, maybe he's going to throw the bank at him and say, here, take all this money, come to our team. It just might happen. So on Monday, March 21st, make sure and tune in to Locked On for all your NHL needs. We have channels for every team, all 32 teams in the NHL. Locked On has got you covered. All right, in this segment, like I said, we are going to talk about Anthony Mantha, and he missed a substantial amount of time. He missed four months while recovering from shoulder surgery, and his presence was sorely missed on the Washington Capitals, uh, they picked up Anthony Mantha in that uh, Jacob Verona deal. And uh, it's interesting, they both had shoulder issues and they both returned at roughly the same time. Life is really kind of strange, isn't it? Anyways, Anthony Mantha has returned back to the Capitals and his presence has been felt. He is that big body on ice. And while he's got a big frame, he's not really like Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is the tough guy on the team, along with Garnet Hathaway, who like to kind of mix it up in the corners and they're not ready to th- they're not afraid to throw down with anyone. You know, I don't maybe Anthony Mantha will. I haven't really seen him fight on the Capitals yet. I would not want to fight him. He is a big dude. Anthony Mantha is happy to be back playing with the Washington Capitals after the Ford missed nearly four months. While recovering from surgery on his left shoulder, Mantha was injured when he tried to hit Florida Panthers forward Anthony Duclair on November 4th and had surgery the following day. A long rehab followed before he returned to the Carolina Hurricanes on March 3rd, and it was a big game when he came back. It was noticeable almost immediately. Uh, The Capitals kind of just were, you know, plugging and playing different players from AHL Hershey. We saw Leeson and Protus and uh, uh, just a myriad of different players from Hershey that have were trying to fill that top role so it's nice that they were able to kind of solidify that by getting Anthony Mantha back my longest injury before that was nine weeks so four months obviously took some time Mantha said but the rehab went well and at first they told me four to six months so I'm pretty excited it was the four months and they were talking about in the Capitals game they mentioned that that what a real progress in modern medicine and surgery that you can sustain a major injury like that in return in such a quick fashion. It's just quite amazing. They were talking about a similar injury of, of that nature, you know, years ago in the NHL, it would have meant that you probably missed probably a year. Mantha has played five straight games since returning, scoring two points, one goal, one assist to increase his season total to eight points three goals and five assists in 15 games. The 27-year-old is getting more into rhythm and said he hopes to be back at the top of his game by the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's what the Capitals need. Uh, They were going into the playoffs, and in the first segment, we talked about goaltending. They need to solidify that, but they do need to solidify their top four. They need all four lines of the forwards playing on all cylinders. You can't go in there kind of half-assed. So it's good that the Washington Capitals are kind of gelling. They're solidifying their lineup so they know what they have in the tank. Um, and then they can address any situations that need to be addressed at the trade deadline. Um, as I talked about uh, in the first segment, I think that they could probably pick up some depth forwards for some scoring. You know, Phil Kessel's out there, Mr. Hot Dogs. Maybe he would like to come. And play with uh, the Capitals. It's always possible. After four months, he said, "It's just trying to learn the speed of the game again and trying to get all the easy plays to be made." Mantha said. NHL.com caught up with Mantha, a native a native of Quebec, during Washington's three month road trip this week, and talked with him about his recovery. What it's like to change teams at the NHL trade deadline, his excitement about his sister's Elizabeth's development as an on-ice official, and more. And that was a great story too. Is uh, Anthony Mantha's sister is an official in uh, the NHL, so um, it's either the NHL or the AHL. I'm not, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Nonetheless, that is great, uh, a great thing for his sister and great for women uh, that they're getting more involved in hockey. Um, As we always see when we watch um, women's hockey during the Olympics, everyone always loves to watch it. The question that remains to me is why can't we spread that out over the rest of the season? I really think that women uh, need to get their own league, uh, uh, you know, something like the NHL professional hockey uh, that we could watch year-round. The appetite is there. If you watch the Olympics, people love to watch women's hockey and uh, his sister getting involved in, in officiating. This is just all great progress uh, in in female sports. So Mantha here is talking on NHL.com to Tom Glitty. What happened on the play when you were injured? I think it was that play in this corner where I tried to hit Duclair and he kind of spun off I didn't even re-watch it. I think our skates kind of collided a little bit, and I just put my arm to hold myself up against the boards, and it must have been on the wrong side or wrong angle or something, and that's sometimes one of those fluky accidents or incidents, and I can say that. you know, Have you ever done that where you're working on something, you bend over to pick something up, and you stand up, and you're like, oh, my back. Can't really explain what happened, but you're injured nonetheless, and I think that that's what the case was there. I think that he was going into and to hit him and inadvertently ended up getting injured. It happens all the time. So we're glad to hear that he has recovered from that and has returned. What was the hardest part of your recovery? The first couple of weeks, I would say, you of kind of in a bubble when you come out of surgery. You're hurting and you don't know when you're going to play hockey again. And that's got to be tough for an NHL player. That's what they've known most of their life. Once the inflammation goes down and you start moving at least... You have to plan that you will hit every checkmark towards recovery, and it just flies by after that. And uh, just, I heard another um, interview with him, and there was another article I read that said that he uh, was able to, he was lucky enough to have a great surgeon. Um, As you know, that uh, if you're in the NHL and professional sports, you better believe that you have access to uh, some of the best physicians and surgeons out there. The 2022 NHL trade deadline is coming up March 21st. You were traded to the Capitals by the Detroit Red Wings on that day in 2021. What was the experience like? He said, for me, obviously, I wasn't expecting it. I had just signed a new deal with Detroit. So when I got the call, we were in Carolina, and I got the call from the Red Wings general manager, Steve Geiserman, telling me that I was traded there. It was kind of a shock at first, but as soon as I called coach Peter Laviolette and everything, they were telling me I was playing the next night. So it was a pretty quick turnover, and that had to be a big improvement for Anthony Mantha. As you know, the uh, Detroit Red Wings have had some lean years. I know they were a dynasty of sorts, you know, many years ago, Um, but they've kind of Struggled out in the wilderness for some time, and uh, that is another one of the teams that I was talking about earlier where they kind of gave up a bunch of their players and draft picks, and subsequently they suffered for quite a few years after that because they didn't, they kind of depleted their lineup. So the Capitals don't want to get into that territory. So, like I'm saying, Anthony Mantha was probably pretty pleased, uh, all things said and done, that he was coming to the Capitals because the Capitals, nine times out of ten, Our contenders in the playoffs. So Anthony Mantha's return is welcome. Like I say, this is a long article here, but we're glad that he is returning to the Capitals and he's played well so far in his return. And the Capitals are more than happy that he is back. It kind of crosses off one of the players on the list of like, well, if Anthony Mantha doesn't come back, who do we have to plug in? Are we going to have to you know, try to plug in one of these um, depth guys. We're going to have to uh, call up, you know, a Leeson or a Protus or um, something, someone like that. So having Mantha back is just a pleasant surprise um, because he his return was a lot sooner than we thought. All right, the Capitals, what moves do they need to make at the trade deadline? We've kind of touched on that throughout this episode, but the trade deadline is coming This Monday on the 21st, so the Capitals have some big decisions to make. We'll talk about that after the break. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You know, sometimes those guys that work in the car shops, they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. Not the guys at Rock Auto. And wait, while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry... You have computers with access to rockauto.com. That's right. Just do the shopping from home with everything that's going on out in the world. Sometimes it's just easier to kick back in the recliner and do all all your shopping. And Rock Auto makes it super easy. Save time and save money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts with a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. We encourage you to discover your own part car needs, discover how Rock Auto can help and share with you today. Go to rockauto.com and save today. Go to Rock Auto right now and see all the parts available for your car rocked, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com March 21st, And the Capitals have got some big decisions to make. And uh, the rumor mill is going at full speed. And some of the biggest writers and podcasters in the NHL are kind of just shooting out all kinds of names and attaching them to all different teams. And Jeff Merrick, uh, who hosts the 32 Thoughts uh, podcast and also has his own show, said Merrick on Sports on SN. Merrick on SN says Brock Besser will likely go to a team that does not only need goals, but they need help on the power play, but that can absorb a $7.4 million hit. Merrick throws out the Capitals and the Kings as perhaps potential suitors. Merrick wonders if there is a Vancouver-LA marriage on the horizon and uh, I don't have it on any authority or I, I've only heard that, you know, from a cu- couple different people. But if Jeff Merrick said it, you know, there's probably some potential. As you know, he is very good friends and his uh, host of the 32 Thoughts podcast is uh, the the Adam Schefter of the NHL, Elliot Friedman. So if Elliot, he probably maybe did hear it from Elliot Friedman. Who knows? It doesn't say in this particular article. But those, guy, those two guys are friends, so it is very possible. Who would you like to see the Capitals get on the trade deadline? We've talked about goaltending at great length, and uh, there are some big names out there. And But there are more positions that need to be filled on the caps other than a netminder. A netminder is number one on the list, there is no doubt. And there are some big names out there. We've talked about Braden Holtby. We've talked about Marc-Andre Fleury. But there are other names out there as well. There is Gorgiev. Uh, He is the one from the Rangers that, uh, personally, if you're asking me, if I was the GM of the Capitals, I would circle his name. Just every time the Capitals played the Rangers and he was a net I've always been impressed with him, uh, Gorgiev. The Rangers are in a playoff spot at the moment, and to improve their team for the final push, they could deal Gorgiev, considering he has the potential to be a starting goalkeeper in the NHL. However, New York Igor Shesterkin stands in his way, and he won't be going anywhere anywhere time soon. As you know, he is one of the f- uh, finalists for the Vesna. If the Rangers are dealing with the team needing to improve their goaltending, They could put the 26 year old on that table. And could you imagine the Washington Capitals with the tandem of Vitek Vanacek and Alexander Gorgiev? I think they would be stacked in net. And uh, I think that Gorgiev was kind of just a victim of circumstance. Um, As you know, that uh, Igor Shosturkin kind of was kind of in the same boat as Gorgiev. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist, um, He ended up leaving the Rangers and came to the Washington Capitals. And uh, Lundqvist ended up leaving because I think that he saw that the team was going younger. And they have gone younger. And they're doing very well. They're near the top of the Metropolitan Division. Um, But he saw that his spot on the team was probably going to be leaving soon. And uh, so that's why it was kind of a fight with Igor Shosturkin and Gorgiev. And it seems that uh, Shosturkin has won that battle. And that Gorgiev is kind of the odd man out. Hey, their loss is our gain, and I would take him in a heartbeat. What do you guys think out there? Do you think he would fit on, on the Capitals? And who would you like to see in net for the Capitals other than VTech Vanichek, of course? Hit me up on Twitter, Dan Caps218. Like I'm talking about, there is more needs that to be, that need to be addressed other than goaltending. Are, and there's some big names out there. Have you guys looked at the names that are out there? Claude Drew, one of the biggest out there. He is the captain at, as of right now of the Flyers. But I think that he knows that his days are numbered. And uh, where could he fit in? Could he fit in with the Washington Capitals? I definitely think he could. If you are looking for depth scoring and a depth forward, I think you could circle Claude Drew's name on your list. The Flyers are in dead last in the Metropolitan Division, and their 34-year-old captain could be on the move. Drew's contract expires after the season. A move to a Stanley Cup contender could be his last chance at winning a cup, considering Philadelphia appears to be heading into a rebuild mode. Drew has plenty of gas left in the tank, scoring 17 goals, 23 assists, and registering 41 points through 54 games. Do you think the Washington Capitals could use someone like Claude Drew? You bet they could. The question, however, is then who comes out of the lineup? That is a tough question. I think that you could kind of have him as a depth player. Um, and uh, you know, he's probably would end up being just kind of a rental for the team and I'm always weary of that. but maybe you know, if he ended up playing well, they could extend his contract out and make it into a couple year couple year deal. I'm not really sure, but I would be willing to take uh, a gamble with someone like Claude Drew. Um, and there's some other big names out there, Mark Giro, Girodano uh, from the Seattle Kraken a depth defenseman that would be a, a good addition to the team. There was no fairytale season for Seattle. They, they're they what you expect from an expansion team. The Kraken will look to continue their build to being a competitive squad and secure prospects and picks from their own veteran players. Giro Dano has appeared in 54 games for the Kraken, scoring six goals and 17 assists and 23 points. The 38-year-old will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Could you see Mark Giordano on the Washington Capitals? Sure, I could see him there. Um, they could use that depth on the team. Thomas Hurdle from the Sharks, uh, Ben Ch- Sherat, uh, John Klingberg, Klingberg, uh, Joshua Ma- Manson, and Alex Gorgiev. those are some big names that are out there. And those are some names that the Capitals are going to have to ponder. You know, like I'm saying, they could use help in depth in net, but they could also use some depth in net. Of course, we know that. But they could also use some depth defensemen. They could use some depth scoring. And uh, as you know, if you watch any of the playoffs, if you've seen how the Capitals have done, you know that there's going to be some injuries that are going to happen to the Capitals. And it might be someone that you don't want to have leave the lineup. Could you imagine if Alex Ovechkin with all his firepower uh, sustained a major injury? I mean, let's face it. The last few years you hear about the injuries that Alex Ovechkin has faced. And usually sometimes they're substantial, but as they say, the Russian machine never breaks and, Rarely does Alex Ovechkin miss any time because of injury. He just kind of plays through it. But if he was to sustain a major injury, something that took him out of the lineup, that's where these depth guys come in. You know, you think to yourself, well, you know, why why am I going to pick up someone like a Claude Drew? Or why am I going to pick up someone like a Thomas Hurdle? Where are they going to fit in? Don't worry about that. If Brian McClellan can find a way to work them in the lineup, those are kind of your fallback plan. So if something, you know, like Alex Ovechkin gets injured, uh, Nick Backstrom gets injured, if you get a John Carlson that gets injured, you know, these notable big name players that get injured, you have a backup plan. You're just not like, well, I wasn't expecting that. I guess that's the end of the season. Goodbye, everyone. You can't you can't be that way. And uh, that's why the Capitals, you know, just like all the other teams out there, they a lot a lot of times like to stack up their their roster before they make their big push into the playoffs. It's pretty common. So the Capitals have some big decisions to make. And I think that the trade deadline is going to be an eventful one. I'm not sure if it's going to be an eventful trade deadline for the Capitals, but it will be fun to watch because I've taken that day off of work for the last I don't know 10 years. I just enjoy watching it that much. I get up, it's you know, the day off to myself. Everyone's left the house, you know, and I kick back and I watch that from front to back. It gets a little dry sometimes when there when there's no moves going on, but when the moves happen and usually it's towards the end of the trade deadline, if you're an NHL fan, there is nothing more exciting than that. I've seen some of the biggest name players in the NHL get shifted on the trade deadline and you do not want to miss out on it. And that's why you have to have Locked On. If you're a Locked On Capitals fan, then make sure that you follow us on Twitter and on YouTube because guess what? We're going live. I got you covered if you're a Capitals fan. Any trades that go down with the Washington Capitals, you will hear about them on Locked On Capitals. Count on it. So go to Locked On Caps on Twitter, and we're also on Locked On Capitals on YouTube. We're on all the major social media platforms. Just make sure... That you follow us if you're a Capitals fan, and I will keep you up to date on all the news on the Washington Capitals. But we also have you covered NHL-wide, so if you're not a Caps fan and you're listening to this for some reason, whoever your favorite team is, look them up. They have a locked-on team for them. And they will keep you updated. Locked On has got you covered this trade deadline. And uh, I'm so glad to be a part of this organization because I've been a big Capitals fan. I've been a big NHL fan for so many years. And it's really great to be affiliated uh, with an organization that really cares and is passionate uh, about the, the teams that they cover, the NHL and the trade deadline. So we've got you covered. All right, that is this episode of Locked On Capitals. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steele Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to thank you for joining me again for Locked On Capitals. This is getting to be crunch time, where big things are happening, the trade deadline's coming, the rubber meets the road, where will all the teams in the NHL go, who's going to make a quick exit, and who is going to hoist the Stanley Cup over their head. I love this time of year. I hope you do, too. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.